0: Welcome, dirty peasants, to episode 32 of Wartwood Gazette, the Amphibia podcast. This week we'll be covering Amphibia Season 3, Episode 8, Hollywood Hop-Hop, and If You Give a Frog a Cookie. I'm your host, Thumbaticon, and joining me today, we have... Lemur.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Pixels.
1: What's up, y'all? And Nick. How you guys doing? All right. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh, news this week. We, well, Matt tweeted out that uh, if you, if,
0: not if you get Frog Cookie, uh, Froggy Little Christmas wasn't actually intended to be the mid-season finale of 3A. That was actually episode 10, which is revealed to be another 22-minute long episode. So we'll probably get into speculation about that next week. But aside from that, we also got a couple of promos for
1: Froggy Little Christmas. We'll cover that later. Uh, Did I get everything?
2: I I think think that's about it for this week.
1: week. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Because
3: I feel like they're going to gear up. All their advertisement for Buggy Little <clears> Christmas, because <throat>
1: it is a Christmas episode. Right. Okay, then with that, we can probably get right
0: into the episode. So, starting off with Hollywood Hop-Hop, which was directed by Roxanne Cole, written
1: by Michelle Cavan, and storyboards by Alicia Rocha and Danny Ducker. So, the episode starts off with Anne and the planners on a tour bus going through
0: Hollywood, and Hop-Op is amazed by how uh, Earth actually respects its actors and then Anne corrects him that they're treated like gods on Earth. Uh, He kind of wants to... He wishes he could be an actor, but then Anne corrects him that since the federal government's after him. He can't really, they have to keep a low profile, but while she's talking, Hop-Up has already uh, ditched the tour bus and ran off. Uh, Eventually, he, he bumps into, uh, like, an old man named Humphrey. Is, Is that correct? Humphrey? Yeah, Humphrey. Humphrey, yeah. And then he finds out that there's a bunch of old people in line for, like, auditions for some commercial. And then, Humphrey insists that, and before we go forward, Humphrey uh, has a lot of similarities to Hop Pop in appearance. And then, like the the casting crew, like accidentally mistakes him for Hop Pop, mistakes Hop Pop for Humphrey. And then that's when Humphrey gets the idea to like get him to audition, and then lets Hop Pop go in front of him and get a chance since he's new in town. Uh, so Hop Pop goes in. He doesn't read the lines, I'm not 100 percent sure, but the
1: casting crew wasn't really that impressed. But then once Hop Hop's uh once Hop Hop just like like he does like a his you know, his normal hop hop routine where he just says say
0: what? And then all of a sudden <laughs> the casting crew are like just taken away
1: by that performance and just offer him like the the part for the commercial. So yeah, Hop hop just walks like. And the planners are looking for Hop and They mistake Humphrey for Hop Pop.
0: Uh, hop hop is like happy that he got the part, but then he kind of feels bad that he kind of may- he possibly took the role from Humphrey. But Humphrey's totally fine with it. He's just happy that, uh, like a nice guy like Hop Pop got the got the part. So Anne's kind of worried that this is going to like raise too much suspicion, but. Since it's just like a small commercial, she doesn't imagine it getting it getting out too big or getting too big. But then the next morning, Anne's eating breakfast. And then she sees Hop Hop on the TV, and he's doing like he's like everywhere. He's on every channel, and Anne's like panicking about this. But everyone else, including Anne's parents, are
1: amazed that uh, Hop up has made it big in LA. So Anne is worried
0: that Mr. X might have seen this, but then Anne's parents insist that he's like a federal agent. He doesn't have time for like watch TV. And then at that moment we cut to Mr. X in his uh at his place and he's just eating breakfast and just watching whatever show he's watching, and then all of a sudden sees hop up on TV and then immediately
1: uh sources it to like the Studio lot that actually filmed the commercial in the first place. So,
0: and the planners are back on the tour bus. They're seeing all the merchandise that's popping up with Hop Hop on it. Hop Hop's like enjoying his time in the spotlight. Uh, he actually gets a call from Ann's phone on some like random movie producer who wants to give him the part of those fumigator movies we've seen uh, popping up in the background in past episodes. Uh, as long as Hop up gets there, gets the studio by ten o'clock, ten a.m., he'll get the part. So Hop up runs off, and then Anne tries chasing after him, but then Mr. X shows up, so she hides while Mr. X calls in Jenny for backup. We kind of get a little bit of a chase where Hop up and Mr. X are like racing in those uh, golf carts. Uh, eventually, Anne and Sprague and Polly try taking chase. They go through a bunch of movie sets. About past shows they've watched, like *Suspicion Island*
1: and that soap opera—I forgot the name of. So Hoppa up manages to avoid Mr. X. He's rushing to like
0: that movie lot water tower, uh, and then he bumps into a janitor, which happens to be Humphrey again. And uh, yeah, like the, Humphrey is like a janitor in his daytime job. And like once Hop Hop explains that he got like the part and everything, Humphrey's still like super supportive of Hop Hop, and Hop Hop kind of feels somewhat not guilty, but more like inspired by Humphrey. But then Hop Hop decides to repay the favor and
1: lets him and Humphrey switch spots again. So then Mr. X barges in, tries to. Uh,
0: tries to arrest hop but then not arrest, capture hop and then we realize that, like, since Humphrey switched spots with him, like, it just looks like he's just harassing an old man, and then, like, that director threatens to, like, sue Mr. X, and the FBI agents are, like, annoyed with him again.
1: <laughs>
0: so then, basically, everyone drives away, and hop kind of tells, informs the kids that, like, he's done, he's done with, he's done pursuing a career in acting. And just to focus on protecting the kids in this world, but he actually aspires to be a director now, and that pretty much ends the segment with like Anne punching him out of the cart <laughs> so that was that was Hollywood hop hop, and I really enjoyed well, it's a hop hop episode, so I'm guaranteed to enjoy this no matter what uh I do think the addition of Mr. X helped uh. I guess give this kind of storyline a little bit more flavor, or make it seem less repetitive, because I know we had last season, we had Caravan Named Desire, which was also kind of addressing Hop-Op's acting career, and the conflict of interest, but which wasn't really the case in this episode. So I guess there's enough to, like, there's, there's enough to, like, distinguish them.
1: Yeah, yeah this episode,
0: think, yeah. Yeah, oh, like Mr. X definitely played a big help in making this like a lot more unique especially it was nice to see Mr. X come back again I didn't think it'd be this soon
2: I yeah, mean it uh, like yeah I really agree with you there because like I think um, Hollywood Hop Hop definitely had its own flavors that distinguished it from Caravan like I think Humphrey's presence there that, he, he acted like as a really nice parallel towards Hop Hop so it was just things like that that just helped it out
0: yeah and since like Nick what were your thoughts on this segment
2: oh, oh yeah
0: Honestly, just a really,
2: just a really wholesome episode, especially coming after what we had last week. I, I, I just really enjoyed. Like, there wasn't. There's was just a really nice vibe to this episode. Like even so, this was Hollywood of all places. I, I, never felt really felt like there was cynicism around. So just having a person like Humphrey there, just a hop-hop, that that was just really nice. You know, because out of all people in the cast. I think Hop probably, he, just deserves, he just deserves nice things that happen to him. So when we had an episode like this, I was just so happy for the, for the old man. Um, like, lots of funny gags. I especially like the chase scene and the golf carts. When, um... I, I really... <laughs> I, I was really glad that um... There's just that one scene, you know, when um, you know, when Sprig realizes that Suspicious Island isn't real. <laughs> and it's like, come on, dude. Stop being so gullible. <laughs> then we go over to, like, the British soap, soap, drum, soap opera and, like... It was just funny to me, but those two scenes coming together were just hilarious to me, but I, should, I just have, like, so many thoughts about this episode. Just put it simply, I thought just really wholesome, fun, funny, and just a nice way to sort of close off hop Hop's act arc. Like, I feel like, I'm just really happy he's, that he's able to sort of close that chapter of his life and actually just settle down with the family he has now. I mean, I know he mentioned getting a director job, like... I don't know how that's going to go. We saw Ann kick him out of the golf cart because of that. I, I figured like he's going to change his mind.
1: All right. Thank you, Nick. Uh, Lemur, what were your thoughts on this segment? Uh,
3: I'm, I'm going to also... I'm going to echo what Nick said about this episode. Um, it, I think in its very essence, this is probably one of the... What is a great way to end... Hop pop's uh acting arc, which is one of the most pivotal 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 points of his character. I really like um how this episode pretty much resolves that part of his life and he wants to settle down with his family now, even though he did want he did he did he did want to uh to be a director now, which is kind of a great way for him. Um, aside from that yeah I I honestly think this is one of my favorite hop-hop episodes con- considering how much I kind of find hop hops episodes middle to be middle of the road sorry about that one
4: like
2: his fingers hovering his fingers hovering over the band button yeah like, no. so <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, I'm not gonna be a. Uh, I'm not gonna be in this episode's podcast in the future. So.
2: <laughs> uh, no, but sorry, but keep going, keep going. I interrupted you. Yeah,
3: yeah, but um, shit, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. uh this is this is definitely one of my favorite episodes of of HP, and I think it really helps that Mister X appeared, which is I'm not gonna lie, something that I didn't expect to. I didn't expect Mr. X to appear in this episode at all because I thought it would just be a nice breeder episode from Olivia and Yunnan, which I regretfully missed out. But it really it, it's nice because it did because this episode still manages to be a breeder episode while still maintaining some of the tension that has been building up from the last few episodes. Especially Mr. X. I didn't. I haven't said this yet, so I'm gonna say it now. I love Mr. X as a character. He's he's a much better recurring antagonist than Cloakbot. I will say that, and I love his extra. I love I love his extra attitude and pairing him with Jenny, who is a silent character, is a great dynamic. I'm also very curious on how, how his failures of capturing the Planters will drive him forward in 3B, especially when we're expecting him to be an antagonist for the rest of the season, I assume. But, yeah. Aside from that, there's a lot of callbacks in this episode that is a lot of fun. I... Especially the fact that they, <laughs> they brought back... HP's catch race to be a plot point. That is so that is so mind-boggling to me. That is oh right. Amazing. That was from that's
0: from Stakeout.
3: Yeah. That was from season one. And like he's been saying that for like multiple episodes too, which is which we all thought is just oh, it's just a nice <laughs> a nice a nice little part of HP's character. We didn't expect it to be a plot point. So that's surprising too. Also, while I do think uh, Anne and the plant and Sprig and Polly didn't serve much of a purpose in this episode, I still find them a lot of fun. Oh, and to be, to be honest, I didn't ex- we, we shouldn't really expect them to play a bigger role. This is HBS episode after all, but from what we got from them, they're pretty fun too, especially. Especially in their interactions with the movies that they uh, watched in the car chase scene. That was fun, too. Overall, I, this episode is just a lot of fun. I really I, I could definitely say this is my favorite episode of HP, which is, again, a very delightful
1: surprise, too. All right. Thank you, Lemur. Uh, Pixels, what were your thoughts on this segment? Um, it's a very
5: wholesome episode, we're focusing on Hop Pop, and even though I really like this episode, um, still one of my favorite Hop Pop episodes is, uh, After the Rain, just because of, like, how guilty he is, and how much he's doing all he can to help, but yeah, anyway.
3: People, people will debate for that.
5: And it's okay, it's their opinion, yeah. I'm not judging them for it. Anyway, back uh, to Hollywood Hop Pop um mr x i'm glad mr x was involved with the episode and i kind of like the spit takes back to back because when <laughs> his Anne had a spit take with the cereal and then mr x had a spit take with the cereal too which i thought was really clever um Humphrey's i really enjoyed humphrey as a character he's the voice of the t-rex from a he was voice of rex from toy story which is a really good which is really cool because he's basically a alumni at this point We're in for disney um it's just and at the end the end when hop hop's like you know what maybe i should just stop with this acting just focus on my family i like he's a chad for saying that like a real chad and um like like when we get episodes with hop Pop, it just it just shows how humble he is. He realizes the mistakes he is and and is determined to fix it no matter what. And and people get to bait me on that film and that's okay. It's just ah, uh, since I like the chase scenes, uh, the the explosions as well was pretty hilarious, with the with the
0: plan. Yeah, we got Eisenhower. that trailer shot.
5: Yeah, which is pretty funny, and uh, the end with uh, Anne pushing Hop Hop off the cart with the with the the end title card at the end, which was I which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really good episode, really wholesome episode, especially from the trauma we saw
1: last week week prior. So, yeah. All right, thank you, Pixels. Yeah, so I'm just going through this episode again. I guess, should we start with, I mean, we can talk about the parents, the Mr. and Mrs. Boon Choi weren't that
0: prominent in this segment, but I just like.
2: Yeah, we should roast Mr. Boon Choi for what he said. Yeah,
0: Mr. Boon Choi asked about, like, charging rent, and then that's when we all knew that the bullying was deserved. (laughs) Yeah. The bullying, yeah, oh, there's a tension
2: behind the bullying. <laughs> you guys, yeah. you guys, tur- you guys like, turn around from Mr. Bunche down to come Con, Jesus. <laughs> and then just in is he's like, You guys will never owe us anything. Ever. This episode, he's talking about charging rent? What? <laughs> I thought it was. Just, I thought it was just a like. I think yeah. it
5: was just humorous.
3: Like it was a joking nature. I don't think he's really that serious.
5: It didn't sound humorous. He was. So hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. To, to be fair,
3: To be wallet. fair, he does. He does sound like you know. Uh, I guess Mr. Krabs when he sees an opportunity to make money.
2: Who's ready to pinch wallets? Like, come on, Mister Boon Choi? After that heartfelt moment, when Hop Pop was guilty over feeling like a freeloader, like he he tries to get, he tries to pull money out of Hop Pop. I can't believe him for that.
3: To be be fair, he, 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 they, they have a point. They do have a, an actor in their house
1: now. Of course, they're going to take advantage of it, no matter how nice you are. And then. Yeah, Mrs. Boon They She actually yeah, didn't have much of a role in this episode. Uh, she, she only had one line. Yeah, she's like, oh, someone famous in the house, yeah. And I think there were some... I think some of the, like... What's it called? The, the casting... Not the casting director, but the
0: one who's handling the auditions... I think she was voiced by, like, by Maddie's same VA.
3: Yeah, uh, Jill, Jill Barlet, if I, Bartlett, if I remember. Oh, that was her? I, I think so. She sounds similar to Maddie, but she's not credited in additional voices, which is weird.
2: Oh, I see. Like, I didn't even notice. Huh? I see. You know, that's pretty cool. See, yeah, yeah, I really do like that. Season 3 really does feel sort of homely, you know, because they're, they're making use of, like, I mean, yeah, they're, they're either making use of, like, crew cameos or, or just their voices, so that's pretty nice, you know, like, it's, it really does show that it's made by people here, but, no, I, I no, I always love spotting Jen, oh, yeah, Jen. Yeah, yeah, she was on the tour bus, I swear, she goes wherever they go, so I feel like, yeah, I feel like they might even have the balls to bring her to Amphibia. video. Wait, who, Jen? Yeah, Jen. Yeah, Jen. She was on the bus.
0: Oh, Jen she Strickland.
2: Was... Yeah, Jen Strickland. Yeah, um, like, Why is just...
0: she everywhere?
2: <laughs> I know. She can't
0: keep getting away with this. She's a like, director
2: she's <laughs> everywhere.
3: She she has she has to make the episode perfect, of
1: course. It's like Parker. I need photos of Jen Strickland. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I love the dedication that, this, uh, that the crew
3: has on uh, making cameos of the show now that they're in the human world now.
2: Yeah, it's every single episode. You can just spot a crew member somewhere.
1: I'm looking at Humphrey's uh, audition. Uh, uh, Humphrey's uh, resume. Just want
0: to read it. Humphrey Westwood, occupation, hopefully working for you. Experience, 68 years alive. Hey, same as Zop-Hop. Education. Just one year off. Dang it.
4: Wow. Dang. Wow.
0: Education. Born, born hard and raised to the rhythm of Bur- Burbank's beating heart. I've learned two fun... That's where it gets cut off.
1: Dang. We're going to learn yeah, some I mean... big Humphrey while we're right there. I mean, just... Like, look at his smile. He's so happy. Yeah, Humphrey's
0: just Humphrey's just Hop Hop inside it now. Like, yeah, and like you know, he like he's been waiting so long for this big break, and like you know, like Hop Hop, like we've seen. I think if Humphrey was was just a regular character in Amphibia, like not Amphibia, like if we were just meeting Humphrey for the first time, we'd all like him. But then the fact that like he parallels so well with Hop-Hop, and then we've seen Hop-Hop's own struggle, it's just, it's easy for us to, like...
2: Yeah, to it's understand, us, yeah. It's easy
0: for us to understand Humphrey.
2: Yeah, to understand his struggles, like, his perspective now, like... Yeah.
1: See, I, I, I am have...
2: Oh, go ahead.
3: Oh, yeah, no, I was gonna say, like... Hmm... I forgot my question, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm... I wonder. I agree with what your sentiment is. I actually forgot to talk about Humphrey and how much he resembles Hop Pop, which I will admit I did not expect.
2: Yeah, like we have, we expected like an entirely different plot than being local. Yeah, didn't? Yeah, yeah. We expected something entirely different than being lookalikes, right? Like we, I didn't expect him his character to actually parallel Hop I thought they were just going to look alike and that'd be it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, I'm just I'm just really happy. That, yeah, I'm just really happy they went in this direction. It's just, I don't know, it, it feels like a sort of yeah, they're very similar. But I feel like Humphrey's also sort of like a more like a happier version of Hop-Hop, Someone who's like more at peace with like his life. Even even so, you can still see him struggling to become an actor. It's like I feel like at the same time he's still like having fun with it somehow. You know what I mean? Like he's still like. He doesn't feel that bad about the fact that he's been working. You know, he's been working his ball for the past forty-five years.
0: Yeah, oh, true. And there's also that minor that minor line where he mentioned, "Oh, I thought I knew all of the other older actors in this area." Just like looking back, you kind of realize that, like, he's been trying so much. Like he, like he's gone to know everyone else in the business.
2: That's great. Ooh, yeah. 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 Uh, it's all those lines dropped here. I mean, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm betting he's probably had, like, some bad experiences with the people there, too. Because, because, because then he say, like, oh, yeah, when Hop-Hop was, um, yeah, when Hop-Hop felt guilty over getting a spot, didn't Humphrey say, oh, it's just good that someone nice got this role. Like, you just, like, I don't know, you, you just sort of try to think about what experiences he's had trying to become an actor, so. I mean, this is Hollywood, so, like, I'm not, I'm not too surprised if he ever anyone shady, but, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cutthroat business. Yeah, Humphrey's just such a nice guy.
1: Has he ever killed a man, though? I guess that's what makes Humphrey <laughs> better
0: than Hoffman. <Hall> <laughs> in this round. he's not one hundred percent. He's
4: He's
1: he's He's not one hundred percent Hop Pop. Oh, yeah. and. Uh, I'm just noticing this now, but like we all know the like
0: the physical similarities with him and hop but yeah, also like Humphrey's design itself, all the colors are coming from hop hop's like amphibia co- amphibia outfit. I just noticed that now, yeah, with the jacket yeah, like the jackets the... like the tie like the tie mm-hmm. with the ascot, the shirt underneath, yeah the the <laughs> pattern of the, the shoes. Jeans. The but
1: slacks, yeah, the slacks. I think, I think that too. Glad yeah, should... put glasses. On. I'm glad they put glasses on him too. I don't know why,
5: but I feel like without the glasses, it would it would look creepy. Cool. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it, it, it would look cool. It would.
0: It really would. I guess in this case, like the the glasses help enlarge the eyes just to make like that. Similar, right?
4: Yeah,
5: which I thought was clever. And These designs are really clever. I love it. So Phoebe is really good with their character designs.
0: Yeah, and I was, I was super. To, like to be honest, like when I was watching the segment and seeing how Humph- supportive Humphrey was being, I thought like Humphrey would come back and be some sort of like twist villain. Yeah, kind
1: of, like gang, uh, like... Gang, like
0: like secretly yes super... again. Like, being, like, super personal oh, for, yeah. like, cop up taking his part, like, I thought he'd just be some, like, obsessed actor who, like, gets rid of, like, the competition and the feel that, it, like, oh, I'm so relieved. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: like, because, I thought it was, uh, yeah, because it's up. Hollywood, because, because it's, like, Hollywood, like, you just you just think, you just double think of that, but I'm just so glad they managed to just keep him humbled, you know? Like they didn't they decided they didn't really need to go down any <laughs> and any
1: unfortunate routes like that yeah, and going through the episode again, uh and So I guess I can talk about this now. Anne is a lot more uh
0: cautious about all of their. I guess, all of their outgoings after, like, the events of Mr. X. And, like, I kind of agree with some of the people who thought, uh, it was kind of odd that, like, in Sprig's birthday, she wasn't too concerned, but then you could, like, you could probably use her desperation to be a good friend to Sprig as, like, an excuse to why she was so, like, unhinged then. But then, like after that, she's been consistently more uh, concerned about like what they do, what the planners do outside, such so as Spider Sprig.
3: Yeah, because you know, uh, from what we've seen
1: on the next episode, that explanation would be a lot more about, val- lot more valid. Yeah, I'm not stuck just
2: being in because I, like, I feel like 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 once. Like, when she resolves, like, one worry she has about taking care of the planters, another one pops up. Like, like first she was trying to speedrun them getting back to Nvidia, but, and now she's trying to be super cautious about just letting them get spotted by anyone. So, uh, it, it just sucks being Anne in season three right now.
1: But go ahead, sorry, I, I interrupted you. Oh, no, that's right. Uh, you can't. Oh, yeah, go ahead.
3: I was going to say, you can't really blame Anne for being too cautious now, or trying to act the way that she is in the next episode too, because it's still in her character to be not only concerned, but also still caring
1: about the planters. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, she was worried about Mr. X spotting them, then yeah, we get that like I, I
0: kind of like how Mr. X is like looking after those frogs that they fooled him with last time.
1: Like he has, oh, he has. Like, oh, I didn't even notice. I
0: didn't had, realize. Yeah, he's yeah. Inside the fridge, and yeah, he's just looking after all of them. That's just nice. And he has like the, like he's taking proper care of them. Like he has like the heat lamp and everything. Like <laughs> Mr. X is not a bad guy. Confirmed. He's just doing his job. Yes. Yeah.
2: He's like a little too into it, I guess.
0: That's true. But I don't know. It, it was
2: yeah, it it was it was pretty refreshing to see Mr. X again. Like I, I figured we wouldn't see him for a while since um debut well since they Mr. X, but like how many, I mean, but as soon as I started hearing Anne mention Mr. X, I was like, okay. He's gonna appear somewhere in here, but yeah. It was it was just pretty
1: cool to see him again. Oh, but, oh,
2: shoot. Now, I forgot to mention, but there's something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think something I noticed here, like, yeah, he's definitely getting more and more desperate every time he fails. And, I'm, I, and it looks like his squad is sort of, like, getting fed up with him. So I feel like at some point, like, either we'll get, like, an episode. Well, either I think we'll, we'll either get a final episode of Mr. Rex's antagonist, or maybe, or, or maybe, like, or maybe those, I don't know. I Either we get that, or they'll just, like, eventually team up to face a bigger bat or something.
0: I definitely think there's going to be a team up by the end of the series. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we're still... I think we're going to get one more... We didn't get a proper send-off for him yet, so I think yeah. it's not the last we've seen of him.
3: I, yeah, I think there's going to be one more... Uh... Mr. X chases the Planters plot episode, and then we're gonna figure out how she's gonna play in the finale.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I think the director that calls him, I'm assuming like, it looks like a Michael Bay parody, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I well, Michael Bay did work on some
3: commercials before he became so, so a boring director, so yeah. I
0: think that checks out
2: he was like the fumigator director right like
0: yeah the fumigator so those (laughs) are like monster high budget movies yeah
2: like yeah Yeah.
1: and also he's the director of the gut milk commercial oh like you're talking about Michael Bay yeah yeah
2: yeah Michael (laughs) Bay really yeah Michael we're talking about Michael Bay the the explosion guy
3: yeah, he directed wow. the, Got Milk, the, the Got Milk commercials. <laughs>
2: I had no clue.
1: Specifically the one with Hamilton and Burr. And then, oh yeah, I just... At first I was, like, surprised that, like, he called Ansible, but then I
0: just realized, like, hop Hop doesn't have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> on Earth, I was like, okay, yeah, makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh... And then you have that guy in the back room just doing random like mocap. Oh 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 are you talking about the guy who's
2: dancing? The guy who's dancing on the carpet or something? I'm trying to remember. Trying to
1: remember.
0: Like hey, during uh... during like when the director calls in, like they just show some guy like in a mocap outfit, like behind it, a green screen.
2: I don't know, I just I just thought it was weird. Yeah, she. I need, I need to pay more attention to background gags. So I'm, I feel like I miss out. I miss out on half the jokes because I'm just looking at. I'm just like paying attention to what's going on screen right now.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of like blink you'll miss visual jokes in this episode, yeah. particularly in the golf cart scene.
2: Yeah, and I feel like Amphibia season three has like had has had like a lot of that in general. Like, um, what was it? Yeah, back in Mister X, like all, all the movie posters. Ah, uh, like the the the, the cardboard cutouts, all the
1: tiny little Joe versus uh, Reed. Yeah, and uh, I'm just I'm kind of surprised that Mr.
0: didn't and like jumping in behind the garbage can, like, they're pretty close already. But that's just oh yeah, I, they're like five just, feet away. Yeah, I, I just have to accept that.
3: But I think I think that's just Mr. X <laughs> not really. Not really caring about Anne, I guess.
2: Mr. Rex is bad at his job. <laughs> he's not bad. He's trying his
0: best. He's still pretty confident, confident. Just that the problem is that Anne and the Planters are main characters.
2: He's doing with plot armor.
0: He's just
3: getting outsmarted by Anne and the Planters most of the, uh, all the time.
1: It's not. It's not the fact that he's incompetent. He's just being outsmarted. Uh. Yeah, we talked about the trailer shot
0: and the the golf carts. I I know they're CG, but I, it doesn't look too obvious here in this case. So I'm happy about that.
2: Yeah, actually, yeah, they done a good job of blending in 2D and CG, out not they? Like, I I know what was it? Like the flag and like. I know the flag was like apparently CG, but like I only no sort of noticed in like one or two scenes maybe, but most of the time I really just felt like it blended in. So like yeah, they've been doing a good job of that ever since season two.
0: Yeah, I think these golf carts were a lot better blended in than the the flag at some points. I yeah. think it's just when when the pyrotechnics like when the when the special effects go off, like the cart is like extremely smooth.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then that's what that's what you can tell. Like that's like yeah. compared to like the yeah. the
1: thirty frames, or sorry, twenty four, the twenty four frames per second. Then you can tell there's like a slight difference. I think. Uh, I kind of like how uh, <laughs> when we see those carts go off the ramp, they don't like
0: fly out of control into the sky. Like in Thai Feud, so it's just I noticed the difference when like these cards actually <laughs> obey gravity.
2: Yeah, they just, do, they just do whatever they want with the physics at this point.
3: Nah, you, you can you can definitely say that the gold cards aren't really that uh, faster compared to the to the food trucks in Thai Feud. So, yeah, that could
1: explain the different reactions, right?
0: And, and, like, when the palm tree, like, goes down and blocks Mr. X's view, like, I just thought, since we don't really get an idea of how far that palm tree was to, like, the water tower, I thought, like, Mr. X would just, like, get off the cart and just, like, chase after him, (laughs) because, like, (laughs) but... You still end up just going around. Yeah,
2: this is why this is what I'm saying. No, Mr. X is bad at his job. <laughs> like, how does he? I'm sorry, but I, I don't know. How does he get? How does he get duped like this for the second time? Come on, Mr. X. I don't
1: know. Bro, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, this is just a really fun episode all around. Yeah, we pretty much. Like, we pretty much covered the segment, like... I mean, I <laughs> guess...
0: We, we already talked about, like, the scene where, like, Humphrey... Like, Humphrey was working as a janitor there, like, at the, the studio.
1: And, huh. like, yeah, we already... Yeah, just Humphrey's just, like, a nice guy, and it's nice to see Hop-Up,
0: like, return the favor. It's just, like... And it kind of makes sense, too. Like, Hop-Up's not, like... Hop up's not gonna be on Earth forever, so just at least when Hop up has this like golden opportunity, like it kind of makes sense to give it to Humphrey since like Humphrey lives on Earth.
1: (laughs) Yeah, plus I
2: mean, I guess Hop up already got a taste of what it's like um, during Caravan, so So I feel like at this point, like, yeah, I I feel like I, I feel like Hop up just finds it easier to let go.
0: Oh, I, f- I forgot to mention this earlier, but yeah, I like the detail where Hop-Pop actually thought he was just, like, auditioning for a play, and then later they find out it's like a commercial, like...
1: Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, he didn't understand it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I never noticed, it. yeah. Because yeah, he's it was, like, oh, yeah. yeah, we just
0: we did my lines yesterday, and then, like, he finds out, like, they were actually, it was actually part of the commercial.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I like that they're keeping up with that stuff. I also I I actually have a question
3: before we end things off. How Do you guys think Humphrey will play in the bigger part of the season? Because I'm pretty sure Humphrey's not gonna be a one-off character. He's de- he's gonna appear soon in a later ep- later episodes of Three B. Hopefully,
0: right. Since you brought that up, yeah. Like since Humphrey is part of like the main cast, not
1: main cast. He's part of that group shot. I do think yeah, I do think he'll have some role, like he'll maybe use his fame or popularity or whatever to help the planters out at some point.
4: I'm
0: not sure I was
1: thinking, like, I was probably thinking he'll be, like, an old guy who
5: has, like, a lot of wisdom and, like, advice for when either Ian or the planters are in some deep stuff where I don't know what to do.
0: Like, I imagine, like, I imagine, like, Humphrey, not Humphrey, the planners are in a chase, and then, like, Humphrey pulls up in a in a limo, <laughs> and just gets him out. <laughs> like, he's in, like, a, he's in, like, a tux, and got shades on, he's like,
5: We're, you wearing sunglasses, a top hat, as a cane. Oh, man. I hope that does happen to Humphrey. He deserves it. He really deserves it. Humphrey Humphrey gets
0: a pimp cane. (laughs) A pimp cane.
1: Humphrey the pimp. (laughs) Oh, man. I can see it now. Oh, and then... Oh, yeah, and also that movie lot. They They were... I guess it was another Tarantulad movie. But oh the, yeah, yeah. It was still so, like behind similar. the scenes though.
5: Yeah. It was behind the scenes though. You can see the wires when Tarantulada was like super.
1: Yeah,
2: they're all yeah, they're all flying weird. around and stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess we covered okay, I think we got everything got oh they were
0: carrying like once like once hop up got to the studio a lot they were carrying a glass i also thought like that glass would get like shattered or something because like that usually happens in cartoons but i guess it didn't happen here
2: yeah i guess those type of jokes are involved but <laughs> they're evolving in cartoons like i feel like they've been like such a mainstay in cartoons i feel like like you can like, every time you see, like, a newer one, like it, 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 they sort of have their own spin on it or something.
1: Oh, we also had, uh... a. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to zoom in on what happened when Ann and
0: Polly and Sprig, like, took that golf cart, like... They just like they kicked, they kicked the
2: guy out and stole it. And yeah, it was Polly. yeah. So Polly it, was like, well, I was like, no more questions, Earth Man. Then she like shoved him out of the car. Yeah, and then Spring just God. I don't even know how Sprig ended up being the one driving, but he did. they just started racing after them.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to zoom in. Polly kind of just like shoved him out. Like she like she was like in midair and shoved him out.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> See, see, I, I like that. I like the fact that Polly's destructive side hasn't, like, no, hasn't disappeared yet. I like that.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I was kind of hoping we'd see her like work on
1: Frobo in the background, but I guess there's no time here. Yeah. And then. So Hoppe wants to be a director now. That's uh. Yeah, go like with that. It's like
0: when one door closes, another door opens. Yeah, at least
1: he's passionate. You gotta give him that. He's really passionate about this, the entertainment business. So.
2: I guess we'll just have to see where that takes him. I mean, I I wasn't expecting it. I was not expecting him to, like, move on to directing. I, I sort of figured that, like, you know that when he was making peace with um, his acting career, that he, was just, that he was finally ready to just settle down and take care of Pauline Sprig, but it, I, I guess we'll just see how that goes, the whole directing thing.
1: Honestly, it, I guess we haven't
2: really, like, like sh- should we move on to just talk about Hop Pop as a character in general, just like how he's gotten to this point or something, you know what I mean, like from season one, season two, season three of this? I feel like
0: We've talked like we've covered that a, yeah, little a lot in yeah. past episodes too.
5: <laughs> yeah, right. We said we were we were we were very repetitive with hop pop, like saying the same episodes over. Yeah, saying like how he is as a parental
0: figure and stuff like that.
4: Yeah,
0: I guess for anyone listening, like we we've covered like a lot of hop ups like story mm-hmm. in, in the early season episodes. Hop-Pop.
4: We really love hop ups. Yeah.
0: I mean, according to a Reddit poll, like that was done last week, where it's like, who, which planet was your favorite? It was like pretty. Sp- it was split pretty evenly in like the middle of the day between like all three of them, and then eventually like Hop up won and out between while Hop while Spring and Polly tied. Oh, and wow. I was surprised by like how balanced yeah. was until like Hop up took
1: over. But yeah, I'm sorry, I just nice. feel like
2: yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like out of the three planches, I feel like, yeah, Hop-Up probably has the best episodes. I'd say. Like, uh, maybe solo episodes. I'm gonna say
1: solo episodes. because like Someone's gonna slap, like, Hop-Up on my face or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess because, like, like, Hop-Up's an older character, so, like, a lot of the... a lot of, like, the crew can, like, yeah, they can really pass experiences onto Hop up since like it wouldn't be
2: Yeah. Zip and Polly. <laughs> Ooh, see see a cool thing is like do, do think, I feel like Hop Ups like sort of tone that down now because back in season one he would say legitimately depressing things, right? Yeah. Like I know like um was <laughs> civil war. Like he was like, ah, yeah. once a week we all get to come together and forget oh about our God. deep, deep, <laughs> deep worries. <laughs> like Jesus. and then it just Dude, Every time I hear yeah. that lineup, I just deflate. Like, I'm just like, Hop-Pop,
5: come on. He was so
2: deep. He yes. was so deep. See, uh, I mean, maybe it isn't 100% intentional, but I sort of just want to say, like, I don't know. Now that Hop-Pop's sort of happier for his life is right now, I guess he stops saying, like, depressing stuff like that all the time. I feel like... That characterized them so much in season one, but then he started but he start, then he started like waning off of that in season two and season three. Like I've not heard a depressing um, hop hop one liner in a while now, if, if I'm being honest. I mean until the next episode. <laughs> oh yeah, i forgot. okay. Okay, well that was that one was more force. I, I feel like okay. That is
1: true, that is true. Yeah, so I think we can move on to If You Give a Frog a Cookie. So let me pull up the episode credits. Okay,
0: so If You Give a Frog a Cookie was directed by Joe Johnson, written by Todd McClintock, and storyboards by Cassie Zwart and Cheyenne Curtis.
1: So the episode starts off with Anne in the Kitchen making cookies. And, uh, Mrs. Boon Choi asks Anne why uh, like why the planners are
0: just out in the backyard just like just lying down <laughs> depressed and Anne kind of explains to Mrs. Boon Choi that the planners are homesick and they just had like a like a makeshift swamp to try and like soothe the tr- their troubles but it clearly wasn't working. So Anne decided to make cookies
1: because that's the uh... I'm trying to listen to the quote again. It was the answer to everyone's problems. Oh, the, a- the answer to all of life's problems. So then
0: Mrs. Boon kind of like has to point out to Anne that like she can't just keep giving them
1: things and expecting them to feel better. They have to figure out their own way to cope. And, uh, like, Anne decide, tries to take that advice, and then,
0: Bucho really likes the cookies, and then Anne just, like, points out that there, that there's bugs in them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it cuts to Anne going out to talk to the planners. Uh, they're not doing so good, They're they're pretty homesick. Uh, so much that they've actually uh, they've made a little mini diorama of of Wartwood. <laughs> and like it has like all these like little tiny characters as well, and Hop Up even interacts with miniature Sylvia. It's not healthy. <laughs> so while they're moping, uh, Doctor Jen calls Anne and. She thinks that they found she's found a lead on like a scientist that could help them out with the getting away home, but she wants to vet them first. So then, like Anne was about to like tell the planners, but then Doctor Jan pointed out about like the vetting process. So like, because the scientific community can have a little bit of a bunch of weirdos. Uh. But then, once the call ends, like the planners are kind of they they know it's Doctor Jan, so they're like super like excited and hoping there's some answers but then Anne can't, doesn't, Anna first doesn't want to tell them that like, they have to wait a little bit longer but then like, the planners kind of guilt Anne into revealing that there might be a way back and then they get all excited and eventually like she decides to like, take them to like, that source that her and Dr. Jan found, it was some kind of it was Dr. Frank. The name was Dr. Frank. And then they come to some sort
1: of. It's called a brain, brain, brainism, brainism. It's like some sort of like. I'm trying to, I'm, I don't want to say Chuck E.
2: Cheese. Yeah, it, it, I feel like, I feel like it basically is one but like science with it too. Yeah, it's like, it's like a science like, VR yeah. modernized
0: version of Chuck E. Cheese. Like I was going to say something that we have like in Canada. Like, but I'm I, I don't know. Like, it's not. I, I'm guessing Chuck E. Cheese is probably like the most like well-known example of like a, like a <laughs> Yeah. Like, like a fun house for kids.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, there weren't even the, any parents there, right? Like, it was just a bunch of random kids, right? Like, the parents just left their kids there. There were some Jesus. parents.
0: Yeah,
1: there's some parents around, but yeah, it was mostly kids. And uh eventually, like, they look for the director, and then they go to like the.
0: I guess, like, the office, oh, director's office, and then that's when we get introduced to Terry, who's voiced by, uh.
1: Webby! Cucci. Yes, Webby.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> Velma. Which is. <laughs> and
2: hey, don't forget Sadie.
0: And Sadie. Where the fuck is Sadie? Okay, okay. Like, uh, <laughs> wow, damn! <laughs> so, wow. so Terry opens the door, and, like, she tells him, like, Dr. Freak's busy, but then. And decides to like, like the planners aren't happy, and then Anne decides to like go take things further and call uh, call themselves reporters. And then at that point, like Doctor Frakes just like barges in and uh, decides to give them a tour of her research. So she shows like all like
1: the experiments that are like not shown to the public, I guess. And then eventually, she shows her interdimensional portal that she was working on so then yeah like she kind of explains that like there was this
0: weird energy source that happened a few months ago which we we know was the Calamity Box when Anne opened it and got like sucked in Phibia and we find out that this like kind of like energy residue kind of like went throughout the city for a brief moment and that's when it sucked it like well, I guess in in the case of Doctor Frakes, like she probably had the equipment where it was capable of like sucking stuff into amphibia. In this case, it was the Skip Man that we saw way back
1: in in Wax Museum, which was like the Gravity Falls uh the Gravity Falls homage episode.
0: So, like since then, like Doctor Frakes has been like trying to replicate replicate the process, and she was successful a couple of times and got some. Blurry screenshots because of like the magnetic dis- disruptions or whatever. But basically, she had a way of teleporting everyone back home. For not teleporting everyone back home, uh, opening a portal to another world, but for a very brief moment. So then, uh, the planners want they they want her to do- they want Dr. Frakes to open the portal just so they could see if it was if they could see amphibia or not. And Anne's kind of, uh, both Anne and Terry are uh, hesitant to do so because it could be dangerous. But Doctor Frakes mentions like let the reporters aside, and then the planners guilt Anne once again into taking things a little bit too far. And then unfortunately, like they they do open the portal, but there's no sign. It's not it's not amphibia, unfortunately. And then once it shuts down, like the energy blast knocks off their disguises and reveals that they're that they're frogs. So, like, Dr. Frakes immediately, like, once she finds this out, she just wants to dissect them, and she pretty <laughs> much, like, encloses them in some sort of weird, like, in some sort of weird force field and just, like, just carries them off to immediately, like, open them up. So then Anne, and then eventually, like, Terry, like, immediately teams up with Anne to, to stop Dr. Frakes from doing this. We get this quick Scene of that giant contraption about to like cut open the planners, and then Terry uses her. Well, first Terry gets separated because like all the kids are, all the kids at the at this fun house are like hungry or just little gremlins, and just they want to go after her candy bar, her granola bar. So she gets se- she gets separated for a bit, and then eventually she comes back, and she's willing to lose her job just to. Throw the key card to Anne and just open the door and bust the planners out. We get a brief chase where Doctor Frakes chases them, chase them out with that buzzsaw. saw, uh, and then eventually, like Anne uses her cookies and uses her cookies as bait for the children to like go after Doctor Frakes, and they all escape. So Terry pretty much drives the planners back home, and Anne's explaining that she can't just like she's kind of upset with the planet for guilting her into, like, into, like, into all these events. And then, like, the planet just apologized for that and, and brought up that, like, because of them, they kind of, like, Terry lost her job because of them, but then Terry's Terry's okay with it because she's... It, she wasn't really happy with the workplace conditions, I guess, and Dr. Frakes was a jerk. But then she mentions that, like, the portal that she help, that she'll help to make planners will get her the grad money she needs, and then at the same time we find out that like Terry's like totally on board with helping the planners get back home, which was getting once again another ally uh, for the planners. And the segment ends with Sprig convincing Terry to let him drive at the end to disastrous results off screen.
1: So that was. That was if you give a frog a cookie, and yeah, this is a really, this is a really interesting episode where, just like the, I don't want to call it, yeah, I guess lore, and
0: like the call, like the callback with the skip man was like very satisfying to see, and the idea of this portal, the idea of a portal actually being somewhat possible without the calamity, calamity gems or the gems in general does raise a lot of questions that I'll probably get to later. But for the episode itself, yeah, like Pre Sommers and Kimikuchi were great as <laughs> Dr. Frakes and
1: Terry. Uh, it was nice to see Dr. Jan again. The planners were really big. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were kind of jerks in this episode. You kind of it's it's interesting to see that like now that we're on
1: what episode 8 the at least from the planner's point of view the the appeal or the honeymoon phase of earth has kind of somewhat ended for the
0: planners and now they're just they're starting to get a little homesick which which makes a lot of sense i didn't Like, I wasn't taken back by it, like, by the sudden shift compared to, like, even last segment where, like, hop-ups, like, adoring Hollywood. So, I, because I think it's not really, like, once, it's not really a gradual feeling for getting homesick. It's usually just one day you're fine and then the next day just you're yearning for home again. Like, I I kind of, I'm just glad that this moment actually happened rather than it not happening at
1: all. But yeah, like, them guilting Anne was really... I don't want to say... I'm not sure how to describe it, but just them guilting Anne into, like... I I get it, but it went a little too far, like, especially after...
0: Oh, man.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I, I I know how you feel because I'm like, I I really want to be fair to the planters, but like they were pushing Anne way too far this episode, especially with all the stress she's been dealing with. They're really gonna try that on her. Like, I understand where they're coming from, but I'm like, guys, come on, take it easy.
0: I guess, Nick, what were, what were your thoughts on the segment?
1: Dude,
2: just I am totally with you on like the payoffs. We got this episode. I, I, that was already enough for me to go like, oh, this is goat material for amphibia. The fact, like, she, I can go off on the skip memory, but I'm, I'm gonna hold that. I'm, I'm gonna go for the characters first. Like, yeah, Doctor, um, what was it? Yeah, Doctor Frakes, Terry. Really great, really great all around this episode. I thought, I thought Terry was just very like adorable. I, I love like how she's up on the plane just now, Doctor Frakes. So like. She was fucking hilarious, just all around. Any line, any line that she put out just made me laugh. At when she said like, "Yes," she was like, "Ah, yes." Science is the pursuit of naming things after yourself. Then Terry's like, "Oh, I thought I thought science was I thought science was a person." She's was like, "Don't be stupid, Terry." Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. That was yeah, hilarious. great like, chemistry. Summer, like Greek summer, dude. She, she this is. Like, she is a better of, like, vo- she's a veteran voice actor, so, like, you could just, like, see all that skill right there. That was amazing right there. Don't be stupid, Tara. I kept on rewinding to that. That was just hilarious <laughs> to me. Like, I was <laughs> like, it just showed you how much of a wacko Dr. Frank's was. But like, ah, shoot, um, Anne here, yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah, I really do like the fact, I really do like the fact that they're sort of keeping... Yeah, I really did like... Even so Mrs. Benchart wasn't like that present in the episode, I do like the fact that they're sort of keeping up that dynamic where Anne learns a bit, a bit more and more from her parents on how to like be a caretaker and really just take charge herself. So that was pretty neat here. Like, the um, planters, yeah, I'm a few. I'm, I'm, it, for me, it wasn't entirely necessary for me to see the planters say to miss um Amphidia but it is still a really nice thing to see here because yeah it, it really it made a whole lot of sense for why they weren't doing it before because obviously like they were just busy enjoying Earth like this was like a vacation for them it wasn't as dangerous as Amphidia they were they were with Anne in a safe home like who knew how to take care of them so it really didn't make a lot of sense for why they were just basically partying for the first couple of weeks or here but yeah it was yeah I mean and while I do understand where they were coming from, like, it, it's still, I'm still, like, heartbroken over the fact they killed it and this much, especially with everything that she's been dealing with, but um, let's see what else we're going to not Yeah, we didn't see Mr. Boonchoy this segment. Um, yeah. oh, we
0: oh, did okay. see him, like, uh, Mr. Boonchoy, like, spat the,
2: the bug cookies out at him.
4: <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. It he deserved changed, that.
2: He deserved that. He deserved that after the, after the other yeah. episode. But, like, um, let's see. Yeah, I'm just really... Just, I'm just really happy with the setup that we have. Now that we know that it's, it actually is possible for them to build a portal, I can't to really see what comes up next with Terry. I'm hoping, like, any... I'm hoping Dr. J... I, I like the, yeah, we got to see Dr. J again, which I'm super happy about. Like, I think... I think on a rewatch, season 3 H is going to be really enjoyable, just when you really feel... Like these, like the cast members we have, that they're more than just a one-off, one-off like appearance. You know what I mean? Like they're they're sort of a part of the experience all around for season three. A so I'm on a rewatch, I'm definitely gonna enjoy seeing how these characters started and like how they came up later on. Um, now let me pop off about the Skip Man. Holy shit, the Skip Man! Like we we're talking like the Skip Man was revealed back in Wax Museum, and that what was that like over? Like, over a year ago, around three months ago, right? Yeah. The fact we got that payoff now, nah, none of us saw that coming. None of us thought, oh, this episode's going to get a Skidman payoff. No, we were busy just, we were just busy speculating, oh, what's going to happen this episode? How, are they actually, actually going to be able to get them back home? Yes or no? Like, but that Skitman payoff was one of the most refreshing experiences I ever got with Amphibia Because we're talking, like, months of speculating, um, just talking about how it could possibly relate to the story and we are finally given our answer now and i'm glad that we never gave up hope on that because like, i remember seeing a ton of people just saying like it's, it's not gonna matter it, it was from wax music. that's just a crossover so no i'm so happy that we finally got the payoff now
3: and the, the fact that the answer made so much sense is making yeah
2: sense. like yeah i know like, it's, it's just like when you like see that scene you're like oh yeah that totally makes sense how all that happened like Oh, also, yeah, I should have mentioned, like, dude, that was so cool. Getting the intro, like, because we haven't seen, like, in- yeah, we haven't even, yeah, it's just the intro chance, we haven't seen anything like that, but, like, yeah, that was so cool getting the intro like that, and then the, the giant blue explosion coming from that, like, that was just all great. All around, if you give a frog a cookie, which is great, was just a great episode for me.
1: All right, thank you, Nick. Uh, Lemur, what were your thoughts on this segment? I love this episode so
3: much. Oh my God, like. Oh man, this is such a great way to build up, uh, to build up the climax that we're that we're gonna get in like three B. This is not only does it pay off like one of the one of the longest running mysteries of the show, which is the Skip Man, but also it really did it really did a great job at like building. Our, at, like I said already, it did such a great job building up the setup and house 3b is probably gonna go down which now i'm very very into and i'm very hyped to see what comes next um of course i gotta talk about uh dr franks and terry terry in particular oh man i love i love terry so much as a character and kate mccucci's performance is amazing uh I love how she uses her more low key voice compared to her usual one that she uses to in a lot of her roles like Webby and um yeah like webby uh it's a lot more similar to the voice that she uses with Velma, and I'm very welcome. I welcome it it's it's perfect for a character like Terry and speaking of speaking of for a character, it's again it's so. So nice to get another adult that uh, Anne can trust, especially after, you know, everything that she has went through. So now she has two adults to take care of her outside of her parents, which is Dr. Jan and Terry. <clears throat> that one line with uh, Anne where uh, she, she, said, she said to Terry that she doesn't, she don't try to stop her, but... Terry immediately rebutted with, with wanting to help her and and knowing that Doctor Frakes may be a genius, but she's a nut job. And so Anne said, "Oh wow, what a nice turn of events! Yeah, it, it is. It is a very nice turn of events. That was that is great. Uh, Doctor Frakes, so funny. She reminds me." I've been playing a lot of Crash Bandicoot, so she reminded me a lot of uh, Doctor Neo Cortex. <laughs> she's she's not that uh, cartoonishly evil, but her you get that insanity from her. And Cree Summer, good gr- goodness gracious! Like, of course, I I can't I can't really say good things enough about Cree Summer. She's 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 awesome. I. I didn't expect her to be a part of the season, let alone be a guest. Once we get the press release, but she really, she really excelled her role as, as Doctor Frakes. And I'm actually very curious if Doctor Frakes will appear anytime soon, or if she's gonna be a one-off. Because <clears throat> personally, I think Doctor Frakes could have a potential to be another another recurring antagonist in the season. Um. Outside of that, (laughs) again, uh, mirroring mirroring your uh, uh, sentiments, I do. I really like seeing uh, the planters being homesick, which is one of the biggest complaints that uh, the fandom had with early season three episodes. Like people complain about why are they not. Why are they rushing to, to Amphibia? Why are not being worried? Why are they not? Why do they not act like they're missing Amphibia? Because, the thing like you guys said, it it's because they're on a place that doesn't really try to kill them anymore. Like, it Earth is a much more safer place than Amphibia because there's no, there's no uh there's no creatures that are gonna try and kill them, and there's like it's a whole new world that they want to explore, and they're with Anne and and her family, so, yeah, it does make sense why, (sighs) it does make sense why the planters are gonna be fun, are gonna have fun, and earn first, but, it, it, it's going to, that, uh, how, what, what word is, what term is, uh, could be used here, that, um, that, yeah, that honeymoon phase, like, that's gonna end eventually, and, now seeing them be homesick after all this time is very it's a lot it's definitely in character and they really like that. I I also I also don't yeah, I also don't really like the planters guilt tripping Anne here, but I mean again like you guys said it makes sense and you get that, but you know the girl is has already enough stress going on with Mr. X and trying to get them home. Like have giving to her even more stress is not beneficial for her health anytime soon. But speaking of Anne, um a lot of people criticize her for her actions because she sounds because she acts a little gullible, but again, like I get it because
0: Anne wasn't gullible. She just kind of caved to the the peer pressure.
3: Yeah, because, like, even if she's, like, a better person now, she's still Anne. And, like, at the end of the day, that's still, like, her one weakness, which is not really putting her foot down and still caving in with, uh, with the demands of the people that she loves. Like, she did it with Sasha. Like, she stand up to Sasha because she's sick of her stuff. She's sick of her. But with the planters, that's a different story. And so, while it is kind of annoying, it still makes... It still is a little bit of in character when it comes to Anne. And it's... That's one of her biggest issues. I don't think that's going to be solved anytime soon, but... I think they're gonna tackle it. I think they're gonna tackle this uh, this side of her, of her personality soon. Probably in three B once we get back to Amphibia. <laughs> and one more thing to talk about the uh the the payoffs. Oh boy. Ah, um, uh, again. I I think I said this before. What it's so. It's so nice to finally get answers to one of the longest running mysteries of the show, which is the skip man. A lot of people doubt that the skip man is going to be relevant, but seeing it come back and seeing it come back is not only satisfying, but the way that they answer it, the mystery of it is so much better because it made so much sense. And like, This also puts a lot of discussion. This puts some discussion on how, on what level the technologies between amphibia and Earth could be. Because, yes, while amphibia is more advanced when it comes to uh, its medicine and health, because they did achieve more immortality and they have magic on their side. the fact that humans are starting to replicate their feats n- without using magic tells a lot. Tells something that so, tells something important that I think is gonna play out in three B. I uh, uh overall, damn good episode. I really really enjoyed
1: it. All right, thank you, Lemur. Uh, Pixels, what were your thoughts on this segment? As that like, the twenty minute rants from both of you, Jesus.
5: I'm <laughs> sorry for that. I, no, it's I fine. apologize. <laughs> no, no, your excitement's great. Your excitement's great. Um, it's a really good episode. I really like the chemistry between uh Terry and Doctor Franks. I for season three B, I do. I would like to see Mister Axon their Frank's team up. I feel like they're they're a good side by side duo. that would stop and do everything they can, but I can also see the the disadvantages from that. Um it was a very it was still I wouldn't say it's wholesome. I would say that's uh very uh um, it's a really good episode though. i uh, jeez. Trying to think, because you guys really <laughs> I was hearing your thoughts I'm like, damn, you guys are like Putting up the the billboard out with all the thumbtacks and lines connected to the wax museum episode, but yeah, I love the I love how it connected back to like how it all started, like with the big explosion, the big blue ray and stuff. Um, great voice cast with Chris Summers and uh, Kate Mulchin, because they're they're OG they're OG voice casts. I do like, and the payoffs are good because I the planters did rush Annabelle a bit. <laughs> they did rush, but I do understand why, because you are homesick. And the kids are vultures in that in that daycare museum, and I wish Polly would have decked at least one kid again from like what <laughs> she didn't
4: oh and wow what, what is
3: actually that's, a, that's another thing that i want to point out what is with the ki- what is with the kids slamming in this season jesus
4: yeah the you showing,
2: yeah the crew is showing their true colors on that <laughs> I think, I think oh, we, we know how they feel about the kids now
4: <laughs>
3: yeah like jesus like, i know <laughs> Sorry, 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 sorry.
5: Go, it's no, right. no, no, you're fine, you're I, fine. I was
3: gonna say I was gonna say like damn, damn Matt, you don't have to hate children that much.
5: I don't think it's about hating children, is that it's California. California has a lot of families. True, true. So it wouldn't make sense why they have kids. Like a lot of kids with daycare and daycare centers. Yeah, um it makes anyway. Sense. <laughs> I do feel bad that they're homesick, and they actually made like a little diorama of Wartwood kind of relates to like what uh, Mrs. Choi did with Anne. Like made the whole Anne dolls a like number of days. Like it it was 89 she put, even though I'm. I feel like it's inaccurate because it's been five
1: months, so that'll be about a little bit over one, sixty or one eighty days. But, it's good episode. I loved it. I love
5: how what Terry kind of stood, stood up for herself. He said, you know what? No. You're staying in there. I'm going to do my own thing to help this girl out. And that's another thing. I like Anne. Anne is, getting be- is becoming to have more trust again. Especially, like, what happened to True Colors and
1: even Season 2. with The betrayal. So. I they I wrap wraparound. Like That's it. Alright, thank you, Pixels. And You're uh yeah, things. like you mentioned earlier with uh like the Mrs. Boon Choi and
0: the Mini Village comparison, like I forgot to we forgot to bring up Oh, we didn't forget, but uh I like that minor thing with uh Anne talking to miniature Wally and then like the wind blows like to like shake
1: his head.
4: <laughs>
0: I just like that Wally was giving advice even though he wasn't really there.
1: I do I do like it's Wally that Anne asked. <laughs> that that says a lot. Yeah. But uh before we get to the portal stuff, yeah, like you guys covered Doctor Frakes pretty well, Terry. And yeah, we
2: just tore everything apart. <laughs> One yeah, after everything. you both yeah. did. <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I'm,
0: I couldn't I'm hold to... back.
2: I was so happy about these episodes. I just couldn't hold myself back.
0: Jesus, man.
2: <laughs> so I'm looking at.
0: We didn't talk like okay. The, the most visible thing was, like, the Owl House. The Owl House screenshot. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that. that. That was neat.
2: Yeah. And yeah, that's all it's I have
0: to say about it. Yeah.
2: But, uh... <laughs> I, I, yeah I don't think we're building into anything. It's just, like, a nice little nod to the Owl House.
0: You guys remember
3: that, uh, that um, illustration from Andreas' book where it portrays Amphibia as, like, the central hub world and it, like, connects to five other worlds? Yeah, like the
0: boiling oh, yeah. Owls is one of yeah.
3: them. Yeah, the boiling Owls is definitely one of them now. <laughs> <laughs> Along with, I, I assume the shadowfish's world and the mossman.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So one of the blurry screenshots was like very purple, and I'm assuming that's the, like the 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 shadowfish world. And then there's one that was like, a little bit darker, like a dark greenish color. Um, and that's what I assume is going to be the mo- that that's what would be the Mossman world. Yeah, Mossman. Again, it's it it's interesting
3: how uh how Dr. Frakes's um what do you call those? screen blurry screenshots are fairly accurate to like what what were what worlds are connected to each other and not.
1: We could we could argue that uh, in that image the bottom right the colors kind of look like amphibia. Let me post it in the chat. Uh, yes, please. Yeah,
0: so I I could just ass- I can assume that the bottom right is amphibia and like it kind of reminds me of the Ruins of Despair, of Despair with those, like, rocks, but it could honestly be anything.
1: Mm, yeah. In the uh,
5: bottom left, you can see the mushrooms.
0: Yeah, like, it, it could be, like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just they just want a casual... It, it feels like those blurry screenshots, like, one of them's the Owl House, obviously, and then the of other course. two we had identified, we we kind of thought they could be Mossman and Shadowfish World, so like, if they were at mm-hmm. least trying, whoever designed these, this not designed, whoever finished this, cleaned up this scene, they were pro- kind of, it seemed like they were intentional in like, associating each image with a world. So I'm assuming like the bottom right could be from Amphibia or yeah, it could it should be from the It could be Nootopia at Sunrise.
5: May wow, maybe. maybe yeah.
4: Good.
5: Okay. What about
3: the yeah. top yeah. What about the
5: top right? I'm trying to figure that out. Oh top right? I see uh I'm like... assuming Shadowfish.
0: Yeah, Shadowfish. Okay.
5: And, and then bo- bottom bottom
0: left is Mossman. Mossman.
4: Yeah. Because mm. okay.
0: yeah, it has like that kind of night.
1: Night vegetation look that we kind of saw in the basement of Newtopia. So we yeah, went through that. It's, oh, it's
3: the. I was I was gonna point out how th- these three worlds are so blurry, and yet we we immediately identified the Owl House. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's they couldn't pick anything else from the Boiling Isles. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they they really wanted us. Yeah, like on on the subreddit, it's like we're we're removing
0: any like we just pinned one post where it's like, yep, that's the Alhouse House reference. And we're removing everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, that's cause, that's cause great. Because I feel like I feel like there's going to be one guy's like, yo guys, look what I noticed, and we're all gonna be like, yeah man, we're, we're happy you noticed it too, but we all noticed it. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's already <laughs>
2: happening. It, it, I already saw it happen a ton, but. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but that just that's that's a really nice nod. It's a, it's a sister show. Yeah.
4: Can't
3: wait uh, for Luz and Amity to have a date while the core is invading
0: Earth. <laughs> oh man! And uh, like that brief moment when and when the planners guilt guilt trip Anne again. Uh, Sprig and Polly like fist bump, and. Was that setting up like another gag that eventually like got cut, or is this showing us like the plans were being kind of like shitty to end? They're like, being shitty to
2: Anne, yeah. They're, they're being yeah, shitty. They're, they're just yeah. like I, we, we're like we got her. Let's go. They're, like, <laughs> they're, yeah. They're they just I, I. Oh my damn actors like it's if there are any other people, I'd be so mad at them, but, but it's just the fact that it's the three of them that I'm not mad. I, I am a little disappointed, but, like, man, just, just the fact they strung and along like that for the whole episode. <laughs> it's like, I, I guess... It's, oh, yeah, it's like It's like... This moment kind of reminded me from the dinner where they
0: were just being like absolutely like, oh, they were my absolutely gosh. ripping yeah. Sasha apart for reunion.
2: Yeah, like they were just laying it on. Damn. Like, see, that's I'm, I'm really glad that Anne did call him out at the end, though. You know, like she, she, I mean, yeah, the planters are people that Anne feels like she owes a lot to, but I am, but I am glad that she, you know, put her foot down and just made it clear how they were like, you know, making her feel. So that was good. But then, like, Dang it! I just wish like that Sprig had the ruin it at the end with guilt, with like guilt tripping Terry. Like, why did he do that? But no, I was like, it's driving. driving. Truth decided that was into- just an adorable scene at the end. Oh, Wow. Yeah, my own day almost died because of it. Because
1: <laughs> Sprig just literally just swabbed right near, right around the highway. Um. Uh, Yeah,
2: oh yeah, I, I forgot, but yeah, me. You mentioned that like it'd be kinda cool if Dr. Frakes returned as a villain. My brain went immediately to like a, a Mr. X and Dr. Frakes team up or something. Like, like they're gonna no, they're gonna form a sinister six of um, of our Earth enemies. So they're gonna go team up with like Robert oh, Otto or something. Man. <laughs> like imagine that. Dr. Frakes, so Robert we, Otto, do- Mr. Have, X. Like, so yeah, yeah, So we have
0: Mr. X, uh, Jenny, uh, Dr. Frakes. Auto, uh, Robert Otto. That's four. Who else can we add to this? <laughs> Reconstructed
3: cloak bot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> like, I don't Think cool. We have. Who can we add to it? My, my brain's like, is that all we have? Dang yeah, I think all that's, that's all we have. Those are all Wait, no. What about what about the clown? Like he can come back for revenge. which <laughs> <laughs> clown? Like like that one. The one in Sprig's birthday after they after he, um after they <laughs> got him <a> fired, <laughs> well, he didn't care. He, he, didn't, he didn't care. <laughs> like, he didn't care. Thinking, that no, <laughs> yeah, that'd be so cool though. Like like all the antagonists just come back for like what just for like a that'd fucking final crazy. confrontation of Anna and the Planets. Yeah. That'd be hilarious.
5: The miserable four.
2: <laughs> yeah, the miserable four. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it.
5: That's the actual name of the. That's the actual name of the episode of that team. Men's, I'm gonna. Miserable
2: five
3: because you guys, uh, you guys forgot Jenny. Oh yeah. Wait, never mind. Yeah, like, no, just, I totally
2: mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was funny because I would not put it past Amphibia to have an episode like that. I feel like they totally would, wouldn't they? Where all these, where, where all these like past enemies just come back and just work together to finally put down the plan just once and for all. Hilarious.
3: I honestly, I honestly think that it would be very plausible because, like, at this we got like four antagon. I, I guess if we include Doctor Frakes, we got four antagonists now, which is Mister X, Doctor Frakes, Andreas, and
0: corrupted Marcy. Oh. <laughs> I think it's just a time thing now, like. <laughs> we're already, like, so far into season 3, like, I'm not sure when they'll have time to do this. Like, maybe... I could see them all coming back to help in the final battle, like...
4: Yeah. Th-
1: that's definitely
0: more plausible, though. Yeah. Like, e- even Dr. Frakes, like, she could be, like, just... Battle of LA. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that'd,
2: actually, that'd be a cool episode title. Like, cool 22-minute episode title, wouldn't it?
3: Oh, uh, get- you guys, oh my god, that would be an,
1: that would be an amazing reference of actual IRL event. <laughs> Which one? You, you guys, you remember? Uh, it's it was um it was an old
3: news article about like how aliens are some are are invading LA, but it's actually turned oh. out to be lights. Whoa! It's, it's a, it's yeah. A, yeah, I just looked it up. I
2: just looked it up. Wow.
0: And there's also a movie called Battle Los Angeles.
2: <laughs> yeah. And Dude, please. I'd I love it the show did, Now I really want the show to do that. Holy crap.
3: And But it's now, a- it's, but now it, there are actual aliens invading.
0: Yeah, yeah. In the plot, that movie so was great. like distant UFOs become
1: terrifying threat attacking Earth. <laughs> and then that would just be so rad if they actually did all this. I, I wouldn't put past them. Like,
2: yeah, uh, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I I would personally really love it. So yeah, we covered.
2: Yeah, like we've squeezed out a lot of like stuff.
1: I think we can start getting
2: into. Like, I just want to. Oh shoot! Oh, I just. Oh wait, sorry. I just, did we? Did we mention the intro? Did we get it? Yeah, I, intro I wanted to bring up the intro. Okay, but... okay, yeah. yeah it
0: changed. It changed. Yeah, I so bet. after last, after you and know Olivia, like now we have core Marcy or possess or oh, sorry, Darcy. <laughs> so Darcy. Darcy, yeah, she's replaced the tube shot of, Mar- of Marcy in the intro. Yeah. So and like has the court. cape. Yeah, with the
2: cape. It is <laughs> like, the the while it hurts me. I <laughs> have to see poor Marcy like that. Holy she looks pretty God. cool. I can't deny they look badass. I'm sorry. But yeah. Like, it's a huge Would red cape. have eight eight. a cape. The antlers, like, holy shit. I'm like, that is When you awesome. have a cape, like, you look badass yeah, yeah, automatically. Like, they look badass. Like, I, I cannot deny it. It's like a huge oh, like I a... just
0: realized we have to start referring to Darcy as they.
2: <laughs> they, so. It's, it's more yes. than
0: one.
3: Individual. Technically, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Technically, it's true. <laughs>
2: Technically, it's true. Love, I just love the design. It, it hurts me. When I think about Mars underneath that, it hurts. But like, holy shit, their design. Yeah, that's a nice that, shot. It is on point. Like, also- Amphibia doesn't... I don't even... I, I cannot praise a care design enough. Like, that is so on point. They Especially have never the- disappointed me ever with that. Like, care design, never disappointed me with anything before, around that. Like, that is on point right there. Especially like that final shot in the background with the yeah, like 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 they even like they eclipse Andreas now. Like yeah, didn't Andreas take up like more space back then? But yeah, now he's yes <laughs> yeah. with
3: the with his cape too. Yeah,
2: now like now that we have now we have an even bigger like antagonist at hand. Like Andreas is just I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say he's nothing at this point. Now he's definitely still going to be a big player. But like, damn, just the presence of Darcy overall just eclipses him.
3: Also. I don't know if it's me or it's like an audio issue, but like, did anyone hear like the, the like the opening parts of the intro a little distorted? No. Oh, okay. That's just me because I was watching I it on not...
5: cable. So if you were listening with headphones, like on streaming, you probably probably heard it, but I didn't. And
3: so I, I
1: need I need to rewatch it with a cleaner version soon. I don't know if it's intentional, but like, like the season two intro had like m- the shot of Marcy with her
0: like back against uh, Ann and Sasha, like, and her head was like over the moon, like it was like it was blocking the shot of the moon, and then like in the season three shots, like completely, she's complete like Darcy is completely covering the moon now, looking over the shoulder. I don't know. I don't know if it was like.
2: Yeah, it's, we can't 100% say it was intentional, but, like, I'm still, like, damn, you know, that is, that might be a coincidence, but it is one hell of a coincidence, like, it is just, like, I, I, I gotta keep saying it, as much as it pains me, I'm sorry, but it, it's, it's fucking amazing, like, this is awesome, I'm sorry, like, it hurts me to think about Marcy, yeah. but, like, this is awesome, I'm sorry, like, she's I cannot, fine. I cannot, she's yeah, she's fine, like, she's fine, wow. Yeah. Huh? Like, I, 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 oh, wow. <laughs> Pixel was trying to reassure me, but like, yeah, I, I yeah. just focus on how badass Marcy looks. Like it is. Like, the, can we just the fucking antlers? Holy shit! They are yeah. bigger than they need to be, but I don't even care. Like, they look amazing.
5: I agree. Like,
2: I just can't. I, I can't. I just can't get over this design. Like, it is just phenomenal right here. Just completely on point. Like, I think. I think was talking to someone about like like it just like you know how colorful Marsh's design was like this is just the complete opposite like the black colors it just feels like everything's just been muted and like yeah yeah then you have like the orange and red like isn't that, like sort of like I I honestly do not know my color theory but isn't that like the opposite of like 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 green blue whatever else Marcy had like let me check
1: I believe so yeah I'm, I'm not good at my colors I let see yeah basically yeah
2: it's literally the opposite yeah. So, I don't even know. Like, I mean, it's just... Wait, isn't Marcy green, though? So, it's like... Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, like you're Marcy. right. Emerald. Yeah. She's emerald. Yeah, Marcy's... I mean, I think Marcy has, like, a splash of blue, green, honor, You know, just sort of like a... Yeah. Sort of yeah. like a balance between that.
1: And, and, the opposite, mm-hmm.
2: and the opposite color of green is red. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> that, those are, and, those are, and those are the knight's major colors right there. Damn. So you I mean there's definitely a lot of intention behind the knight's like design. Like I feel like, yeah, I feel like they, they definitely put thought in just like in, in, into the. Yeah, I don't know, my brain's going to places. I'm like, oh, the knight could be Marsh's ultimate antagonist or something. Something for it over that's something we can just like talk like later. On, like literally, that's That's something we're only gonna be able to get at, like months down the line. So I don't know. Just
1: that in- I don't know. That interchange was just great. Was hands down amazing.
3: Yeah, you're yeah you're spot on with your observation there. By the way,
2: I'm not gonna lie, to you. I stole that from PC. Like he was talking to me about that earlier. He was uh, talking of about of the about that. Earlier. Like, of course, yeah, and because, Princess Cadella. Because like I, I just brought up how like the colors change. The colors for March's scenes change from like season two to season three. you know, you know how like it's all grim. Like there's, like it's all grim. There's lots of orange, and red that just makes everything just feel violent and alive. Like then Princess continued. Continue, he was just like, oh yeah, yeah, red and orange. Those are the opposite from those are the opposite of blue and green. I was like, oh, oh, neat. How's that? And
0: and even in Olivia and Yunnan, the uh, like we since we had Marcy walking around, like the armor looked kind of purplish, like a very dark purple. So that also works with the color wheel. Yeah, like they're just. Topics.
2: Yeah, damn, it's just it's just giving you the idea that Marcy is just being like oppressed, right? Like the like the natural state of Marcy is just being like crushed down by this by, by the night or sorry. Sorry, not the night, the the core. I'm still getting used to that. Like we, we spent so long just calling it the night, but yeah. It's just, just phenomenal design all around. Just, like, I, can I say color design? I have no clue but like, like what they've just done with this. Like I have nothing but praise.
3: Also, I think this just confirmed that Core Marcy is actually gonna be hanging around a lot more than we thought.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, early season three, we rescue. Early season three, we rescue. Nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's nope. Right yeah, nope. Nope. Yeah. nope. How
0: close do we think this is gonna happen? Like, and like, actually, maybe, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself.
2: Maybe this I'm just is betting. Late game, season three, rescue. Last four episodes, we're going to have Marcy back. That's what I'm betting. Episode 16. Right now, right now. Right now, now on the podcast. Tonight, on the podcast. By episode 16, we will have Marcy back. I'm calling right now. By episode 16. Call me on this. Quote me on this. Episode 16. Episode 16, we'll have Marcy back. All right. Nick has has made
0: his prediction. We are locking it down. (laughs) We're going into the time capsule. (laughs) All
3: I'm. I'm going to make my prediction... Darcy, Dar- Darcy got Dar- the Darcy is gonna last through episodes ten to f- to fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Let's go with that. Ten to fifteen as well.
0: I just wanna. I'm gonna up Nick by one. I think it's gonna happen. Episode seventeen. Darcy episode. Darcy ends episode seventeen.
1: Okay, <laughs> hey, let's see it. <laughs>
0: We'll
2: see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> is this, this a cox? In, in, be- <laughs> yeah, in before
3: in before episode ten is actually gonna be the whole Darcy episode and they solve that plot point and hey, we got Marcy for the, pretty much the rest of the
4: <laughs> I
2: Imagine if they did that to us. <laughs> like but man, I don't know. I was like my I was keeping my fingers crossed. Maybe just maybe she'll be back around episode 12, 13, 14. nah nah. We're we're getting near we'll they are not going to put that much effort into this character if we were not going to have it go on for the most of season three. Like, it sucks. It sucks. I want Marmar back, but, like, I'm sorry, but, like, what they're setting up here is too awesome to pass off.
3: I just want Marmar to be happy again. I'm Dude. looking
2: at... She'll be fine. She'll be
3: fine.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she'll man. be fine. I'm, lo- I'm looking, she'll I'm it looking at your... Bruh.
3: I'm looking at your I'm looking at the collage here and fuck. I'm I'm
0: getting sad now. Yeah.
4: Really because it's,
0: like, Dar because Darcy it's just Darcy insane. will last like a yeah, wow, like couple months, changed. and then Marcy has the rest of her life to be Marcy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she has the rest of her life to deal with the trauma. It'll, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I just Sorry to our fans who can't see. Maybe I'll just post an Emger link underneath the video or something. Whatever. I'll, I'll post an Emger link. Like, but, like it is really link. something is, like, it is really something else to just see how, like, the colors for Marx's episode have just changed overall. Like, they're all they're either, like, dull purplish colors or just, like, violet-looking splashes of red and orange. Like, it's just...
1: I don't know. I gotta clap my hands to match. Phenomenal stuff right there. All
0: right. So I think going back to... Just one more thing I wanted to cover
1: for if you give a frog cookie, like maybe I'm getting too big picture here, but so we know Dr. Frakes was able to open up a portal for like five seconds, and that was without any of the I guess that's without any of like the Calamity gem power being involved. We are, so how I always saw season three A, like
0: the reason we were on Earth for so long was because we were giving planners the ch- the planners the chance to like explore Earth and like actually experience Anne's world before eventually going back to Warwood or back to Amphibia. So now that we have like it's it's not it's not complete. it's not permanent. like this portal, if it were to be state like if it was stabilized, we would have like a
1: robust way to go travel back and forth between the worlds. So my assumption is that and Anne-
0: Like, the key to stabilizing this portal and get back will be Anne herself, like, using her calamity powers and whatnot to, like, actually, like, complete this chain. And I I hope that's the case because if we eventually get to a point where, like, the players can freely travel between worlds, (coughs) it kind of undersells, in my view, like, the purpose of spending
1: so long. Spending so much time dedicated to them on Earth in the first place. So I don't know. So it's like, I want, I want, it'd be nice
0: to have a way for the planets to travel back and forth. But, like, in
1: terms of, like, in terms of, like, actual, like, impact, like, I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case, unfortunately.
0: Which seems like a terrible thing to say out loud, but
2: yeah. plus, I mean, you can't forget the ideas that the day at the aquarium set. Up, you know, just like that's the literal halfway point of this series. They were definitely trying to tell us something about the potential goodbye between them. Like, it's it's not going to be the extremely happy ending we'd all like, but it's it's still going to be something so they can still feel like you know they're a family because it's like Hop Hop said, you know, family bonds each other. You know, but. Coming off what you said, Thumb, yeah, I'm just thinking, like, I'm thinking there's still probably going to be a caveat um, to, uh, I'm thinking, yeah, there's probably still going to be a caveat to, like, teleporting um, between back to Earth and to and I, was, I even I even questioned, like, what if the portal, I mean, okay, I'm just throwing this out there, but what if the portal is like, one-way? Like, what if it's, like, just a one-way entryway to back to Amphibia? Because, like, there's no, like, they don't have another portal hooked up right there in amphibian. Like, I'm thinking, like, there's... I'm thinking they might set up a time limit for them or something. Like, like, they'll open up the portal again at a specific date or something. But, like, gosh, there are just a lot of questions that come with this. But, just my general thoughts on this, like, yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm not even, like, sure what to really make of it all. Now, it just opens up, like, a lot of potential, attend- it just opens it up to, like, a lot of potential endings for amphibious. So, like, I don't even know, I don't even know what to, like, land on right now. But yeah, like- it is... Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh no, go go ahead.
2: You go first. I'm just thinking, like, it is pretty awesome that we're now getting, like, because I, I know, like, every, like, I'm pretty sure, like, every episode has always been about them, like, Rob Singh trying to get back to the figure. So it is really nice that we finally have a lead. We have someone who can actually, like, open up, um, open up, um, portals to, to like, other worlds. So that's pretty cool. But I think, I, I think it is. I, I know. I, I saw some people like worried about, like it being too easy. So I am I'm, I'm pretty glad that like right now it does seem like we still have a lot of hurdles to overcome. Like we can't even for one, they can't even open the pearl, open up the pearl for five more than five seconds. Two, like I was they're starting from scratch because they can't even use Dr. freke's lab anymore. And three, like uh yeah, they can't even find the specific world. Like there's just a lot of kinks they're gonna have to figure out here. So like I'm thinking maybe it's like you like you said, thumb, like it's it's gonna be up to Anne's calamity power to stabilize this thing or something. Um, gosh, please tell me, like, that... Please tell me Anne, at least, becomes aware of why she has her powers. Uh, we, we've been, like, playing with that idea for how long? Since
1: the first episode. Like, it, it's torture at this point. Yeah, and, uh... I, I don't think we'll ever get, like, a proper explanation of, like
0: what her power set is, and I think that's, like, probably for the best. Because it just kind of gives us, like, an easy way... Not easy way out, just, like...
1: The, the gems are mystical in nature, so, like, the more you try to rationalize it, the less it loses its, I guess,
2: allure. Yeah. Or i Yeah. I guess I just want Anne to, like, go, oh, I got the powers from the Calamity Box. Wow, I, I you know what I mean? Like, like it's just been like it's well, just like, been too long in this show, messing with us.
0: Like, I think I think I, they, they, I'm pretty sure they know that it comes from the gem. It's just we don't know why that happened.
2: Oh, wait, wait, you're sort of saying you're saying Anne's aware of that?
0: Yeah, I think they're all aware that, like, because I think Andres even brought up how they're in. Uh, and just brought brought up how like she's still connected to the stone. I'm guessing. Oh. Everyone other than Anne heard that. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean...
1: Yeah, plus you know, they. Wait, uh, wait. So
2: you're saying, second. like, wait, hold on, hold on, So you're saying they're all aware that they... That Anne got her powers from the stone. Like, that's what you're saying right now. Yeah, because didn't Andrews mention that, like, she's still
0: connected to the stone? Like, in True Colors, she's still connected to the stone? That's impossible.
2: Yes. Ah, damn. Mm. I had see, I'm like you guys also, been keeping that away from me for so long. Like so what are you should have mentioned? That a long time ago. <laughs> I've just I, been like and, waiting. Okay.
3: I, okay, I, I was th- saying I was saying for uh when you're when you're saying this, like wasn't in isn't in like drew uh an illustration back in New Normal where with the with her and the other two with their respective gems too? Like she, she, correctly, she correctly illustrated that she, that her and the girls have their own gems, so in a way yeah, she is aware that she has powers from the blue
1: gem I just I, I mean,
2: are, are we sure? are, are we like 100% yeah. sure? really? I, I, yeah <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah no, what? They've never directly stated it, though. What?
3: Andrea said it.
2: Well, I know Andrea said but, like, we never really got, we never really got to see the cast, like, go, say anything about that, have we? I'm, like, I'm losing my mind here. We've, we've never... No, we've never gotten a scene of that. We've never gotten a scene of, like, someone acknowledging that Anne might have gotten her powers from the Calamity Box. Have
1: we? No, 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 yeah, I... no, we have. We have not. Yeah, I don't think we have, but...
2: But like, I don't know. Just it seems like such an obvious thing. But I, who knows? I... But no, I see, no, like, I, yeah, it is a very obvious thing that like she got from the box. But like Anne's like, you know what I mean? Like they've never really hinted that like any of them know that specifically. Like they just keep calling her I mean, blue powers. Like they aren't like like they never really re- they've never really referenced the box in any way. They they just keep saying it's Anne's blue powers.
3: Yeah, maybe maybe Anne could explain that with one of the human companions once they finally uh, figure out how to do the portal.
4: Huh.
3: And and speaking hmm. of the portal, uh I really I'm really thinking uh that the IT Gals and Terry are gonna team up to make that portal.
0: Oh yeah, like I'm pretty sure, like at this point they're the main yeah. cast. I think the advantage that the earth cast or not the, the, I don't want to say advantage the the big difference between the supporting characters on earth uh, is that they have a lot more it's a lot more specialized and a lot more like integral to the po- integral to the story cuz like yeah can... for warwood it was just like Anne showed up in this random town and we just got to interact with like all the random townies yeah, but like in the case of LA, it's since they were on like a quest, they had to interact
1: with like people spe- specifically like involved in this quest. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's
0: nice to have like a supporting cast like for every field. Like so, Doctor Jan is history, IT gals are engineering, and then uh, Terry now will handle like the more like y parts of helping away- to get away home.
3: Plus, there's there's still, like, Mr. X and... Mr. X, Ginny, and Humphrey. So, we don't know how they're going to play out.
2: I mean, I'm thinking, like, maybe Mr. X could help us with, like... I don't know, his connections or something. Like, maybe get some, maybe get some like, helpful tech along the way. Like, I mean, I think... Yeah, I think these characters, they all could really come together and just... Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, I'm pretty sure they got this. I mean, like, when, when do you when do you guys think, like... I mean, I, I don't know if it's going to be like, bringing this off though, but but, like... But, I mean, with the portal, like, yeah, the portal plot really getting started, you're like, when do you think we could be getting back to Amphibion? Like, I'm thinking, like, now, episode like, 10. oh, episode, oh, yeah. episode 10, damn, okay. all right, well, was that, same, was that another bet? Down. Oh, okay, we're betting again, okay, hold on, hold on. No, um, no, 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 this, this isn't a bet, this isn't a bet. This is just an <laughs> observation. Um, okay. Because
0: I, I know, okay, I know we didn't... Me, okay. This is a good time to talk about Matt mentioning episode 10 being a 22-minute episode. Like, he mentioned that that was meant to wrap up, went like three A. But then he mentioned, "Oh, but since the schedule changed around, like Froggy Little Christmas could serve as wrap up, and then episode ten would also be a good mid season premiere." Yeah. So when I hear that episode ten could act as both, but was written as a mid season finale first, I get the in- I get the impression that the way season, the way episode ten ends off. Is that it's very? It wraps up most of three A, but then at the very end has some sort of twist where it perfectly leads into the next episode, hmm. uh, which was be three B or episode eleven.
1: Yeah, and
0: um... my my sort of idea is that we get this whole maybe the first half is a bunch of resolving culmination of whatever's happened on Earth, all their allies make the portal, Mr. X interferes. Maybe something with Mother the Mother of Olms in this weird world between worlds type of scenario we got in the Second Temple, since it's if and is somehow the key to stabilizing the portal. We get we get that weird we get that weird mystical stuff with Mother of Ulms. And then they're back in the planner farm, and they meet up with Sasha and Greg. The like last thirty seconds, we're all confused, and then instead of waiting
1: seven, six six months for like what happens next, it's just the week after. Yeah, Man, I, I, I agree with that.
4: Mm. Like,
1: if I'm like, if there's a plot that serve us, <coughs> well, I think. Hmm? Oh, no. You I think
3: of- you're. Yeah, you cut out of that. You cut out of that. We can it now. Okay. Well, as I was saying, like, if there's a plot that could serve as an opener and a closer to a half of a season, it definitely would be the plot, the portal. The portal gets created and we
1: get back to Amphibia or an Andrea's backstory.
2: I'm just. I, here's why I'm like. Like, still hesitating a little about it being episode ten because like it's just a it's just Yeah, I don't think Match like, purpose like, for the season. Like Yeah, I feel
0: like episode ten is going to involve more Earth stuff, but like whatever it sets up at the end, the very end, like maybe the last minute or two, that's that's going to be the three B stuff. That's what's going that's what's going to be the the ideal midseason opener since it's since this was written to be more of a Yeah. It. Well, for like,
2: the first half maybe
3: i'm just maybe i'm
2: just trying to think though because like well, what matt said his his idea for Anne being on earth right he said it's for Anne to lick her wounds and make good of her past right just to really be on the same page with her parents to really understand where they came from when it came to raising her to really appreciate that like i feel like would you say Anne is at that point yet here like are you saying do you think like so that, that that's why I'm hesitating. Like, are you? Do you think like that's all good and done with? Like, we don't really need anything else from that. And no, now I they can go that. back home. Maybe, like,
0: okay. I think maybe, they still need to resolve something. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Thinger. I was
3: gonna say maybe they could find. Maybe episode ten is where they finally tackle Sasha and Marcy's parents. They're finally gonna tackle them.
2: Also I forgot. I forgot. About, I forgot about their parents. I was I've I, I, I been mean, like, I don't even know. I, honestly, I mean, they're, they're going to be there somewhere in Season 3, but, but, like, I'm just thinking, like, with the Boontroid parents, like, I, is everything resolved enough for us to be able to go back to Amphibia? Because that's... Because Amphibia, because Amphibia like, it tells its story through its character. Like Characters are number one. They will, like, they will not let things move forward until, like, you know, what they want to do with their characters are all played out. So I'm thinking, like, are we going to be able to go back to Amphibia episode 10? I think that's
0: why we have a 22 minute episode, though. That's what's going to Yeah, that's there, again. too. Yeah. That's, that's where, like, probably, Ann, like, that's where we see the conversation of, and maybe, maybe the Boon Choice think that the portal is just for the planners to go back.
4: Ooh, not, yeah, they're. Yeah, yeah that, that's
0: if, never called a conversation. We get that on top of Mr. X, on top of Mother of Ulm stuff, and that could probably all type tie into Anne, uh, like being true to herself in a way.
2: Yeah, sure. We have two 22 minute episodes back to back. So, like, yeah, I could, I think, I, I think based on what Froggy Little Christmas stuff, I think, like, they'll, like, you know, make or break this idea that we're developing up, that we're developing here. But at what the episode's going to tackle. Oh, go ahead.
3: I, I was going to say, I really, I mean, I'm not saying this is a, like, a big thing for me, but, I really do hope they're gonna talk. They're really gonna talk about Sasha and Marcy
1: in episode ten. Episode ten or next week? Episode ten. Oh, okay, okay.
3: Because like, because I feel you, like that's the perfect place for them to discuss
0: that. Yeah, yeah like trying, I feel like a lot of this talk for episode ten is going to involve a lot of discussion about. The rest of three A. So I think maybe we should just go on to start talking about Froggy Little Christmas promos. Okay. Okay.
3: All right. Sure. Because right. I do.
0: I do think we should. We could dedicate more time to this in another conversation.
2: Gotcha. Fair. 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 Yeah. Fair. I mean, also yeah, Honestly, we can just do that one. So I'm talking about Froggy Little Christmas next week. <laughs> I mean, there's that. Yeah, that's true.
0: Like so guess we guess got.
2: A... Oh, I was like, I'm like I was about to, was about to say it all Albert, you know. Go ahead, go
0: ahead. Yeah, I know you
1: posted like all the clips for Froggy little Christmas. Like we got three of them. Uh, I think yeah, I think we covered the promo. It's
0: basically the planners study the hall. The planners learn about the hall, like the meaning of Christmas, while Andrews like sends sends in a surprise. And from what we got in the promo, it looks like it's some sort of drone. That's, like, loaded up with missiles and whatnot. Because he's, like... He's seen tormenting, like, the triple B newts. Like, those guys with the... Those newts that we saw back in Marcy at the Gates. The...
1: They're wearing, like, elf outfits while it looks like Andrews is just, like, launching missiles at them. Uh, Yeah, a bunch of holiday clips. So I'm I'm trying to zoom in on the image. It looks like it looks like a flying mantis because it doesn't look too much like a dragonfly. Uh, yeah, it's like loaded with missiles. I'm guessing. And Andrews has like the VR looking goggles on, so maybe he just sends us through the portal and he can just look through it himself. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, we got the tie float. like They're part of some kind of parade. That's probably where
0: Andrius, like sends in his drone. I think th- the only thing left is that whatever Andres has here doesn't really look like <coughs> it doesn't really look like that giant foot we saw stepping on uh, that car in the trailer. Oh, then we also have uh, Dr. Jan and then Ali and Jess come back in this episode. But yeah, like, the main thing of... Oh, and also there was, like, that dialogue where Andres mentions that he remembers this holiday.
2: So I don't know if that was Marcy. Or yeah, or that was Marcy like...
0: Told him
3: <laughs> That's gonna, gonna be, be Marcy.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be Marcy, but I'm also like, I don't know the way he said it. He's yeah, like, the he's way like, he said Whoa. it sounds
0: like he's, like, directly yeah. familiar with yeah. it. Yeah,
2: it, it's just too... It's, it's way too much. Mar- like, I, I feel like if it, It's just... Yeah, the very, very easy and simple answer is that it's Marcy, but, like, yeah, it's just the way he was like, oh, yo, I know what this holly is, I remember this. Like, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> he's giving off way too much right there.
0: I mean, but the way the promos like, like edit the thing, they edit the promo where they have say plot twists, like, maybe it's just like a fake out and maybe Marcy really did just tell Andrews about it, but.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Honestly, I don't well, even know, but I'm like, I'm hyped for this episode, no, honestly. We'll find out next week.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we'll find out next
2: week on a Z.
0: But yeah it seems like Andrews is playing like this time he's going
2: to have like a direct Yeah, he's going all for this one. My well, problem is like I just love the fact that he's also like having fun at the same time. Like he looks like a fucking gamer with his VR headset. Yeah, he, and he's he's <laughs> like, tormenting the, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, were those the nukes from Marcy at the gates? Yeah. Like, yeah, Marcy claimed that they were her friends. Like oh, look at them. They're, they're probably like sucking up to Andre's right now honestly. Yeah, they're dressed Good. up like elves too. Like, we well, yeah, Oh, like, we're right? dressed oh, up like wait. Elves?
1: What? Wait, what? wait, so yeah, wait, wait, maybe- no,
2: pause everything, pause everything, pause everything. What? Wait, hold on, hold on. Go yeah, yeah, back cool, to that, that, screenshots- that, that praying mantis. Didn't he dress up that praying mantis with a Christmas outfit? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, <laughs> wait, now you're messing with me right here. Okay, I'm not me- okay. Let's wait, so, so, let so, let wait, post
0: screenshot this. Did
2: he- okay. Wait, wait. And then, he, and then he has a VR headset on. He's like, oh, I recognize this, hall." Did he set up the VR headset before or after he decorated that machine with the Christmas decorations? Hold on. Hold on. Like, I'm like, wait. wait. Hey, Nick, you keep oh. telling me to hold on. But like, <laughs> I'm not going go like, on anything. I'm like, I'm like losing my brain. I'm like, I'm like, I'm about to go crazy again. This is like going to be like the hop, <laughs> like get <you> drop. Close, <laughs> all the clothes dropping again. Like, <laughs> hold on a minute. This is, this is like, what? <laughs> now I have so many questions. This is a what? revelation for Nick. <laughs> wait, wait. You're the one who posted this in the chat. Like, I you yeah, why are this. they dressed up like elves? I, I didn't pay attention to that.
1: Why are they dressed up like that? What?
2: I have no clue what's going on. Wait, so, like, so so does Andres know that? It- so I don't even know what's going on. So does Andrews know? Unless Marcy
1: showed him, like, a Christmas movie in, like, in August or just in some random day. Like, and, I don't know, this all seems pretty detailed, so. Yeah, it's
2: it's too... uh, Because it's like, does he keep up with her holidays? Because, like, would he just randomly decide that he's going to... It just... There's so many questions here. I don't know. There's so many questions. Because Amphibia, apparently the planters, they know nothing about Christmas. So like We should assume that Amphibia doesn't know anything about Christmas, but like... Andrea's somehow wrecked. I, I don't know. Wait. I, wait hold on. I mean, hold on. Wait. 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 When, when was the holiday... Wait. Hold on. When was Christmas like... Think about it. Think oh, about Because he lost the box to to over a thousand... E- yeah. Like Or... Wait. Hold on. Wait, let me, like, go ahead. I go ahead. I'm going this up. How old is Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Because boom. That's how we could know. That's how we could know. Because right... Like, because he, there's, a, like, there's nothing stopping Andrews from just taking a quick peek at Earth over a thousand years ago, right? Ninth century. That's when it became popular. Like, a co- well, major we, holiday. Well, there we go. There we go, right? We got it. Boom. There we go. That's how, well, that's how he knows. He took a quick peek over a thousand years ago. He's like, oh, yo, man, I, I know this holiday. <laughs> like, I don't know. Then he started doing all this. I had no clue. It's either, honestly, It's either that crazy idea or Marcy just straight up told him about it. We're just gonna. I mean, I'm glad we're getting that answer next week. Christ.
0: Or maybe he just sent in a drone to Earth just to spy around and then.
2: Yeah, that's also true, yeah. Hmm. Damn. I was about to lose my mind over that.
3: And then he saw Anne still alive and now he's desperate and
2: now he wants to kill her. (laughs) You see, my problem is I feel like he's having too much fun, though. Like, Andrew's. Like, I feel like he's gonna be pissed off as as he. I feel like he's gonna lose and then gets her pissed off in this episode, but like. I have no clue.
3: So I, I assume that the, the the big surprise Andreas has is the is he he has a robot that he can control via his VR headset.
2: Yeah, it's just I know a lot, a lot of people are speculating that it's the foot, but my problem is his foot is not big enough to crush a car like that. Like it, 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 it's it's just not. It's probably gonna be a giant robot or something.
1: Yeah, or, like, something
0: controlling just a giant Santa Santa Yeah, that
2: Yeah,
0: That was my prediction, but yeah we'll see
2: Well, I mean, yeah, we have next week I mean, either way, Andrews is gonna be in for the next episode Uh, Oh, shoot Yeah, don't forget, we still have we're still looking forward to that Darcy um, voice line Like, you know, don't you think it's time to say goodbye to those childhood friends of yours That could be, like I saw some people expect that could be, like, sort of, like a, like, a, like a stinger at the end of the episode, so I'm betting, like, yeah, that's probably gonna be it or something.
3: That's gonna be the cliffhanger. I'm pretty damn sure.
1: Yeah. It's gonna send chills down. It's gonna send chills down.
3: But when is it gonna be used? Like, what scene is gonna be accompanying that?
2: I'm just betting it's gonna be right at the end. Like, we're like we're gonna get the Rebecca... Sh- oh, shit, the, don't forget the Rebecca Sugar song. But, see... <sighs> So we got the. Reba- I'm betting like maybe after the. Re- I'm to I'm, I'm okay. I'm betting right now. It's gonna be a happy Rebecca Sugar song. All right, just because this episode just feels like it has like the whole Holly Jolly Christmas um, spirit to it. I'm betting it's gonna be a happy song. And then you know it's as the whole conflict of the episode resolved, the family's all together and enjoying Christmas. We're gonna like go back to Amphibia, zoom in on the castle, zoom in onto um Darcy's chair. And then, you know, and then we're going to get the voice line drop, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to go down like that. That'd be, like, a dark way to end the Christmas episode.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I was, I was guessing, I was guessing. Wait, do you think the core just looked into Marcy's mind for stuff on Christmas? See, that's,
2: okay, that, that's also true. That, that's
1: also true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, we'll see.
0: But yeah, Andrew's one line that really is throwing me off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, like I did not oh, know this holiday? I know this holiday. But yeah, with... I think I think we can wrap up t- tonight's episode or tonight's recording. Okay. Any
0: any final thoughts, Nick?
2: Honestly just just Another reason why season three showed me that it's like our strongest season started yet. I feel like it's just every single week has either given us good or great or amazing episodes. So I'm glad they continue that trend this week. So I'm looking forward to seeing our mid season finale next week. So honestly, just
1: all around happy right now. All right. Thank you, Nick. Uh, Lee any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm going to echo Nick's
3: sentiments here. A r- really good pair of episodes this week. Uh, I I really am looking forward for um, Froggy Little Christmas. And I'm also very looking forward to how Season 3A is going to be looked upon by the fandom by, as time goes by. Um, I know people have been having doubts, but personally, it's been a very, very good season. Definitely definitely the best first half of the season that we uh best first half of the season we that we got so far from this show. Definitely really stronger than both 1A and 2A.
0: Alright, thank you, Lemur. And yeah, overall I really yeah, I, I enjoyed these episodes. It's nice to I think this is probably like Hop Hop's last solo episode. I'm glad it kind of ended off with a it had a wholesome end to it,
1: and yeah, like if you give a frog cookie it gave us a lot of uh nice lore about like the portals and what's been going on on that front and yeah, it just it makes the it's slowly
0: it's all slowly coming together in terms of and building up like a building up the resources and the the allies need it to actually make a way home, rather than like finding one. Well, I think there's gonna be a little bit of,
1: ser- there's still gonna be a little bit of searching left, but I don't think we're that far off from returning to amphibia. But with that, next week we'll cover Froggy Little Christmas, and that'll pretty much wrap up <laughs> like season three. For the rest of the year, which well, we're
0: going to the hiatus soon, but i will be fine.
2: Oh, yeah, we're gonna be back in a hiatus. Yippee! Yeah, well, oh, sh- maybe we'll get be another Amphibia Direct. Now. Maybe, maybe we'll get another Amphibia Direct. Hmm. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe not. Maybe not. We'll just have to see.
3: I bet this is gonna be the shortest hiatus of the show. I assume because hmm. uh,
2: I'm still so betting on like a summer premiere. I feel like we yeah, won't be back like, to the summer. Yeah, that's what
0: I'm. That's what I'm feeling. Because I, f- it feels like that that wait between season th- two and three was too short without some sort of like drawback. Especially with the way like Spider Sprig and uh, Froggy Little Christmas lined up so well, mm. it feels like it feels like Disney TVA was like not Disney TVA. Disney Channel was like itching to like get this out just to just for synergy and timing. And then now sure. that these episodes are out, it's like, okay, now we can take our time.
2: Plus, <laughs> I also feel like with, the, with like a, a b- bunch of new shows coming back like in t- early 2022, I feel like just based off how Disney handles scheduling, I feel like we, we won't have Amphibia Season 3B back until you know, once, once those shows are done running themselves.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I I I honestly forgot there are other shows airing in the Disney Channel. Uh, Dixie Greens. I I
2: I honestly actually. My Mickey.
3: Actually, no, because no, because Molly McGee is going to end soon, and then Big City Greens is going to be in a hiatus for a long while too, so they're, it's, you
1: know, it's, they're, they're not, they're not going to come back anytime soon. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I guess with that we can, I think we'll call it a
0: night or day. <laughs> we'll call it a, yeah. we'll, we'll call it a time. <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys for coming on and thanks everyone for tuning in. See you guys next time.
1: Yeah, cool. see you guys next week. Yeah, see you. See ya. See ya.